0: scrambles left winds rim up he's got time at the 10 to the back yes. to the end zone touchdown and a dagger yannis into the lane yannis spinning fading shot up God for yannis at the buzzer bucks win it Hey yo, welcome to the Brewer's Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. This is a segment for not only diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I am Tyler, aka T. Plush, your host for today, and can be found on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. Not joining me, as always, are my two good buddies, Sunshine and the Vanilla Gorilla. Our scheduling did not just work out today, Um, so... What's going to happen is I'm going to recap the Braves and Diamondbacks series here for you today, and then we are getting together Tuesday night to finish up our Packers podcast and Bucks podcast, and at that time we are going to do a trade deadline special um, for the Brewers, seeing how, um, when that is released Wednesday morning on the 24th, I'm assuming the Brewers will not have made any trades yet, uh, seeing how... Under Stearns, we haven't made a trade earlier than that, so most trades happen, you know, twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth of July. That kind of that five day period before the trade deadline. Um, So, knock on wood. Hopefully, that will still be up to date for you guys come Wednesday. Otherwise, um, we'll be looking at doing some emergency podcasts once some trades happen, um, because we're all assuming the Brewers are buyers. I'm do not believe that we are sellers at this point especially given you know our last week of play it was it was pretty good we had back to back series wins against teams above 500 um, winning against the Braves taking 2 out of 3 there and then taking 3 out of 4 in the desert um so i'm going to get us started here with the Braves series uh, we're not going to do one play one number today just cuz it is only me podcasting so I'm going to kind of do uh, maybe some highlights and lowlights from the series. Um, so obviously a highlight has to be Keston Hira. Um, just in the Brave series, 8 for 11, uh, 3 doubles, a triple, home run, 2 walks, one which, which was intentional, uh, 4 RBIs. And if you do recall, uh, during one of those games, he was a home run short of the cycle, uh, following day, his first at-bat, he launches that home run. So the the kid is something special. Um, if you date back um, to the Giants series, so you take the Giants to the Braves series, first six games post-All-Star break, he was 14-23, to 23, and then eight of those are extra base hits. So the guy is just absolutely demolishing the ball. Um, what more could you ask for? I mean... <laughs> my cap is off to him and hopefully he's able to keep it up because he is certainly on his own little planet right now uh one low light from the series i guess it would have to be um the braves did score two runs off josh Hader, and they were the first runs um scored off of him that were not via home run Uh, we've talked a little bit on the podcast about how josh Hader, um you know typically when it gives up he gives up runs. They are via the long ball, and sometimes they happen at you know critical moments in the game, which is when Josh Hader is in the game, obviously. Um, but the fact he made it until almost the end of July, we'll call it mid July, um, before somebody was to put together enough hits to score runs off of him, <laughs> is just crazy. And granted, both of those were unearned runs uh, thanks to the Pina air, um, so he didn't even get charged with those. Um, which is just another testament to how great Josh Hader has been. I mean, the guy has the highest strikeout percentage in the major leagues, so he he is on his own little world, too, if I do say so. Uh, other goods from the series has to be starting pitcher. Um, Adrian Hauser did get tagged with four runs um, in what was ultimately his last start as a starter for... For the short term, um, but you know he pitched into the seventh and he did quite well. I mean, granted the Brewers didn't win that game, but he kept us in it, and you know minus one bad inning, you know it was a pretty quality start. Uh, and then obviously Woody and Anderson got the other two starts, um, both delivering as well. Um, you know it's just like that starting pitching with the flip of a switch just turned it around. Um, which is good to see because a few weeks ago I was like, yes, we need to get starting pitching at the trade deadline. And you know now when you sit back and you know you're enjoying this hot streak of starting pitchers going deep into games, it kind of makes you think, is that really what we need or is it not? Um, but more on that later. Uh, also throughout that series, there was a bunch of defensive gems. Um, Tyler Saladino, or as much crap as Brewer fans give him, and rightfully so, especially on the offensive side. Uh, he had one heck of a play in the fifth inning. Um, a broken bat damn near took his head off, and he just stood in there and then fielded the grounder and recorded the, recorded the out um, smoothly. <laughs> um, that's no easy play to make. And in that same inning, uh, Mike Moustakis fielded an absolute bullet at third, you know, a few inches, the ball hit to his right or his left, I guess that would have took his head off. Like it was cooking. Um, so Mike Mustagas, you know, we talked, I we talked last year, I guess, really, uh, about how good of a defensively he is. And, you know, with the transition to second, you know, we haven't, I guess we haven't really talked a lot about his defense, um, this year, but the fact that he's been able to play both those spots and, play pretty damn good defense should not go unnoticed uh, and another positive uh the brewers finally got their first grand slam of the season uh christian yelich obviously hit that um brewers were what one of the last two teams to not hit a grand slam this year <laughs> uh so it's good to break through that um and of course you know it would be by christian yelich of all people And the last little bit of news from the series, uh, Drew Smiley opted out of his minor league deal and elected for free agency. Um, So yeah, if you didn't remember, we did pick him up on July 1st. He did make three starts in uh, Triple A. Did not do well by any means. Uh, I believe it was seven earned runs in 12 innings. Uh, Yeah, yikes. Uh, But the Phillies obviously thought he could still be a good pitcher, and they picked him up. And he actually made his debut today, Sunday the 21st, uh, and went six innings, gave up one run, and struck out eight. So, I mean, I guess in the short term, that kind of hurts. Would have been nice for, you know, if Smiley would have did well in the minors and the Brewers thought to call him up so quickly to get a left-handed starter. Um, Something we don't have this year. Um, Obviously, with the status of Brett Suter most likely out for the year, but I don't think it's been officially confirmed yet, it kind of would have been nice to have a lefty. But, you know, for now, we'll have to kind of monitor how he does in a Phillies uniform and go from there. Uh, It was kind of one of those questionable moves. Um, I guess the Brewers didn't really have anything to do with it. Um, He had the opportunity or the rights to opt out. Um, Whereas earlier in the season, during spring training, we had Josh Tomlin, and of course Brewers lost him, and he's been having a pretty stellar season in the Braves bullpen, um, which would have been a nice another arm, another good arm to have for the Brewers. Um, So just kind of little interesting side pieces to keep track of there. All right, so moving on to the Diamondbacks series, Uh, Brewers take three out of four there, and hey. Guess what? That was our first time winning back-to-back series since the beginning part of May. That's a crazy stat. If you recall back to May, we uh, swept the Mets and then we swept the Nationals. That was the last time we won back-to-back series. I believe the dates were May 3rd through the 8th. Uh, don't check me on that. But we were, we were due. I mean, hopefully this is a sign of things to turn around for the Brewers. Because um, you know this was a good week of baseball for us. So anyway, with the highlights uh, from the series, um, obviously you have to think of Lorenzo Cain robbery in the first inning of the first game. Jeez, uh, what is he up to? Three or four now home run robberies. Uh, Eduardo Escobar is latest victim. Jeez, I mean, if he doesn't win a Gold Glove this year, honestly the system's broken. I don't know how he hasn't done it already, but. It's incredible. Uh, low light, obviously, has to be Luis Chasin, Uh giving up six earned runs in his start. at his ERA sits at now, five point three six, not good. He's you know he's shown a few signs where he's, you think he might be turning around, and then it all comes right back down. Um, it seems to be the curse with the Brewers. You know, whoever your opening day starter is, their season just goes down the tank. So. Uh, maybe we should start with an opener next year. I don't know if the rule changes in effect. <laughs> um, but, you know, Craig Council said he has no intentions of bringing Chessine out of the starting rotation anytime soon. So he is here to stay, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, I guess we'll see what happens with the trade deadline and whatnot. But, you know, the Brewers have three quality starters right now. I mean, Woodruff, Davies, and then. Chase Anderson's been pitching pretty well lately, and, you know, Gio obviously just got back. So um, I'm not too worried about Chasin Obviously, you know, if he turns it around and gets hot at the right time, say, you know, mid-August to the end of the season and becomes the guy he was, that's fine. You know, he's shown last year the ability to win big games for us and pitch in the postseason. Um, So, you know, if he ends the year hot, I'd I'd count on him, just, you know, despite how crappy the first half extended that has gone for him. Um, Then, other pitching news from the D back series Zach Davies made his 100th career start, and he did it in the most Zach Davies fashion you could imagine. (laughs) Um, Going seven innings, uh, gives up one earned run, and has zero strikeouts, Um, which coincidentally enough, Um, Zach Davies was the last Brewer pitcher to go seven innings, not record a strikeout, and win the game. That just happened to be in 2017. (laughs) So he broke his own record there. Um, Kind of funny if you think about it. I mean, what would you expect from a control pitcher like Zach Davies? And on the other side, um, obviously Brandon Woodruff went out injured today. Um, It's been labeled as left oblique discomfort for now. Uh, he was kind of struggling through the first couple innings of the game. Saw him wince a few times, and then he was awfully pulled out in the middle of an at-bat by the athletic trainer. So, more to come on the status of Woody. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious, and he, you know, hopefully, he doesn't miss a spot in his rotation because he hasn't missed one yet this year. <laughs> uh, he's been very good for us in that regard. Uh, another spotlight from the series sorry i have to say it but it's it's tyler saladino <laughs> had a grand slam today so we had two grand slams in this last week before not having won the entire season I, but that's just baseball for you um and it came in a big spot bases loaded two outs early in the game we were down four to nothing because woody was kind of struggling and one swing of the bat he uh puts us right back in it and kind of a a funny tyler saladino remark here um He raised his OPS 0.112% today with that home run swing. Um, For Christian Jelic to raise his OPS by that same percentage, 0.112, in his next 12 at-bats, he would have to hit 11 home runs and a double to do that. (laughs) Tyler Saladino did it in one swing Uh, so all the credit to the Twitter account DFA Saladino for that Um, I did not do the math but it's just something funny about that Um, and then obviously some other big highlights is Brewers have some good hitting streaks going on Uh, we have Christian Yelch at 10 games did not play Sunday today um, for rest reasons and you know the Brewers aren't they're in a stretch of a lot of games in a row, and you know we got the Reds and the Cubs coming up, so you're going to want them fresh for this week before our next off day, um, which would be next Monday. And then Mike Mustakis and Kessin here are at 11 games each with their hitting streaks. Um, so offense is definitely coming out of the gate strong here in the second half, um, in particular in the late innings, especially this Diamondback series. We had 16 runs scored in the seventh inning or later. <laughs> Um, so, like, yeah, it's one of those weird baseball things. Zach Greinke was dominating the Brewers on, what was that, Saturday night, and then they take him out due to his spot coming up in the lineup, even though he's a hell of a great, you know, hitting pitcher. Um, but then after that, Brewers get to the bullpen. They just, you know, it's that flick of the switch. Um, you know, it just happens in baseball for whatever reason. <laughs> Um, But obviously, all good signs from the Brewers. kind of looks like, hey, we're kind of on the verge of turning things around a little bit. And speaking of turning things around, um, we have to, of course, give you a Travis Shaw and Hernan Perez update from the minors. Uh, So Travis Shaw, within his last 10 games, and this was not updated uh, for today's game, the 21st, so i can maybe add in a few numbers here but he was batting 387 with five home runs and 15 RBIs and two of those home runs came on 720 so saturday night. and then he hit another one in an at bat his first at bat today so three home runs within two days uh, obviously the mayor is figuring things out in the minors he now has would be nine home runs um you know in his two stints in the minors this year so Definitely showing signs of life there. And then Hernan Perez, uh, you know, kind of forgot. You know, we DFA'd him and sent him down to AAA. Um, you know, he's he's kind of picking things up a little bit. Um, through Since he's been sent down, he's only had 51 plate appearances, um, but he's batting .255. does have six doubles uh, on base percentage at .321 but, you know, slugging is below 400, doesn't have a home run yet. Um, Not that you expect any of those things out of Hernan Perez. Um, So I think, you know, it might take a really hot streak of Perez in the minors for him to get another shot, especially seeing how we have to re-add him to the 40-man roster for him to come back up to the majors this year. I mean, so he, for Perez, he really has to do something special down there in order to get sent back up you know whereas Shaw I if we don't see him this year I, I honestly would be totally shocked I mean not just because he's recently been turning it around in the minors um, but he's such a good hitter and you know they're playing him a little bit at first base as well in case anyone is wondering um, which I don't know it just makes an ultimate log jam for the Brewers you know Aguilar has picked it up quite a bit um, since the All-Star break. Thames has been batting quite well. Um, he was hot, you know, probably about a month ago and then cooled off a little bit, but he's still putting together some pretty good at-bats and is an on-base machine. And so, you know, reps for shot first in the majors, just it just doesn't seem very likely. And, okay, so put him back to third. Well, then you have to move Moose back to second, and then you have nothing to do with Hayera. So, you know, if Shaw would come back up, which I think he will, I don't think it'll be soon just because, you know, he's hot now. I think we're going to wait a while, at least till mid-August, well after the trade deadline before he gets summoned back up. But, you know, it'll probably be a bench roll at that point, you know, pending any major injuries from the Brewers. Um. You know, I kind of reference it like, you know, maybe he is the Domingo Santana role of last year. Santana got called back up late during the September call-ups and put together some great pinch hit at bats and ultimately earned a postseason roster and, you know, that kind of won him a starting job out in Seattle this year. (laughs) Uh, I don't think the Brewers are going to ship Shaw by any means, but I think, you know, When you look at potential roles for Shaw, that's really kind of one of the only fitting ones that's out there. And then lastly, um, we will talk just a little bit um, in regards to David Stearns um, because the trade deadline is upon us. Ten more days. It is coming that quick. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Sterns likes to wait until the end of the deadline to do things. You know, last year um, we acquired Kim Soria on July 26th, Moose on the 27th, and then Scope on the 31st. In 2017, on July 26th, we acquired Swarzak and then Jeremy Jeffress on the 31st. I mean so, you know, as buyers, yeah, Sterns likes to wait. And, you know, there are a lot of teams that are in it. So, I think it's a really tough market this year, and yeah, I don't, I don't foresee any moves coming um, until closer to that 31st deadline, which is next Wednesday. So, I, I personally would be very surprised if the Brewers make any moves. You know, even as early as this weekend against the Cubs. I think they'll all come after that next week, Monday. You know, the 29th, 30th. I, I think that's probably when you're looking for moves to happen. Um, But as I mentioned, we are going to um, give you a trade deadline special on Wednesday. So look for that podcast. Um, And yeah, we'll come at you with um, what the Brewers' needs are, some potential candidates out there, and we'll see what happens from there because the rest is up to David Stearns and his staff. But good work by the Brewers this week. Looking ahead, we have the Reds coming up three games at home. Which, you know, the Reds are one of those deceiving teams where they have some pretty good starting pitchers and you know, for as hot as our offense has been, hopefully that plays into our hand here, especially going back to Miller Park. And then and then it's the Biggie. Three games versus the Cubs in Miller Park. So Brewer fans, if you're listening now, get your tickets. Don't let the Cubs fans, you know, show us up. We don't I don't wanna hear any Cubs chants, you know, even though that's unrealistic, but you know, uh, I'm going to get my fly the L flag here, get it, you know, one day shipped, order my tickets, and heck, then I'll be out there because there's, there's one thing I hate more. It's Cubs fans in Miller Park. So hopefully Brewers stick it to them and I can, you know, with a good series against the Cubs, regain that NL Central lead, which isn't too terribly important at this point. But, you know, it sure would be nice, especially do it head to head against the Cubs. That would be even better. But anyway, we will uh, talk to you later this week. Uh, look for that podcast out on Wednesday. I'll be back with the Vanilla Gorilla and Sunshine for that. I'm bringing you a trade deadline special. But for now, I'm signing up and see you.